This is Jim Minns, Communications Officer with the PSA. On the podcast this week... We have undergone a a huge restructure here and it has impacted almost everybody in the organisation from the top to the bottom. Um, And I know personally it's impacted me on the work I do here. We sit in on a care and resilience training session at the office of the New South Wales Ombudsman who have recently gone through a restructure. Also... A major review of the state's youth justice system has recommended violent juveniles be separated from other detainees. The PSA welcomes the outcomes of a review into the state's juvenile justice system, a review prompted by the riot at the Frank Baxter Detention Centre in July. I'm on foot at the moment walking down George Street on my way to the New South Wales Ombudsman's office. They've recently had a restructure and are holding a care and resilience training session. I'm going to sit in, have a listen and uh, have a chat to some delegates. Well, it's really great to see so many members and new faces here at the training today. We're really happy to have this. We had a lot of members ask for mental health training or care and resilience training. After the training hour was up, Delegate Steve Maguire informed us of the importance such training provides to the members. The whole organisation has been, been, been basically reorganised. Um, we've got new teams, we've got new managers, we've got new uh, work processes that are being um, sorted out uh, as we speak. They're still not finalised. So people have, have moved roles, positions, job descriptions have changed. So it's been a very uncertain um, pathway um, and remains uncertain to this day. Organiser Davis Murphy. I think the reason we did the care and resilience training today was because restructures are stressful inherently. There's a great deal of uncertainty. What will happen to my job? What will happen to my colleagues' jobs? Where will I end up? Um, what, will my new, what might my new role look like? Will I get a new manager? There's so many aspects of a restructure that are just so difficult to deal with. And so the care and resilience training today was about saying, we want you to take self-care, we want you to look after yourself, and the PSA is not only here to help you industrially, we're here to help you in your personal and professional life as well. Work Health and Safety Educator Suzanne Mann. Quite clearly in the Work Health Safety legislation, health is your physical and psychological health, and both of these need to be acknowledged. And what we're trying to do, apart from giving members some tools to try and help them to manage in the current working environment is also to break down the stigma around health and safety and to encourage people to start trying to build more positive workplaces and uh, make sure that mental health is discussed and dealt with in the same way that physical health would be. I recommend this for, for everyone. Um, whether or not they've gone through change, because the uh, you know the life in general can be challenging, uh, and just to get get some tips on how to look after yourself is great. If you feel that your organisation could benefit from care and resilience training, or with any of the other training modules presented by the PSA, including in regional areas, head to psa.asn.au forward slash training u.
The strength and effectiveness of the union depends on you and your colleagues standing together. If you work in the New South Wales Public Service and the federal system, consider joining the PSA CPSU New South Wales. This movement is striving to make New South Wales and Australia a better place for all working people. United we bargain, divided we beg. Head to psa.asn.au forward slash join. Protect yourself and make a difference. For almost 24 hours, there was fear, violence and disorder at the Frank Baxter Youth Justice Centre. Armed with garden tools and metal poles, teenagers allegedly caused serious injuries and damage estimated at $1.5 million. The riot at the Frank Baxter Youth Detention Centre in July prompted an urgent independent review into the state's practice of detaining juvenile offenders. There have been 121 assaults on staff by detainees across all centres in the past 12 months. In the review, 63 recommendations were put forward that the PSA has welcomed. Here's PSA General Secretary Stuart Little. The challenge now is to make sure that they implement these reforms, that the government's accepted them, um, and some funding has been put on the table. Um, it's a manifest in our work closely with the department to ensure that they're implemented in a timely fashion and that the government you know, delivers the money that's required um, to implement those reforms. There's been a lot of feedback that we've received, um, you know, just through the podcast on classification primarily amongst detainees being a real concern for staff and specifically age classification. Does the review address any of this specifically? It does. It talks about implementation of a new classification and, and, and you're exactly right. I mean, there's been a huge problem where they have scattered the high-risk detainees across the system and often in smaller centres, um, you know, at uh, Arana and at Lena. And, um, you know, that can have really horrific um, outcomes when you don't have necessarily enough staff to deal with it. Um, all the training, all the facilities um, to deal with violent high-risk detainees. And, um, you know, uh, what they need to do, obviously, and what we've been calling on is to have purpose-built um, units and also purpose-built facilities um, which is what they're going to do in, in bolstering the security out of Cobham. They'll also be able to have a, a memorandum of understanding in place with corrective services, which will allow suitably trained um, officers to respond to incidents um, in a timely fashion. We've received the report now. Uh, the government has issued, given a press conference saying they support the review. How confident are you of them enabling the recommendations? Well, I, I can't see that they, they, they can't. I mean, you know, at the time it was only really by luck that, um, you know, there weren't a number of deaths up there. I mean, um, you know, we expect that the, you know, some of the charges of the detainees will probably be attempted murder. I mean, you had a couple of detainees knifed. Um, one of them was on life support for an extended period. So, you know, the government in many ways was very lucky. You know, we've been warning them for, for years that they were looking at a serious in, uh, escalation um, in, in violent incidents and that there would be a tragedy. We have, look, it must be close to 100 officers off on long-term workers' compensation. I mean, we have 25 officers on workers' comp just from Frank Baxter. Now, you know, if you times that by um, six, well, you know, you're probably looking at well over 100 um, officers who've been, you know, terrified.
bedrooms now, and they act in a, in a timely way. You were just listening to the PSA CPSU podcast. This is a weekly show, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or indeed, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, you can get in contact with us for feedback or story ideas on Twitter, at PSANSW, or Facebook, at facebook.com forward slash PSANSW. I'm Jim Minns. Thanks for listening.